On today's episode, we talk about macro budgeting. Similar to balancing your checkbook, it's helpful to take a look at your daily macro totals and balance them throughout the day. You wouldn't want to blow all of your carbs or fats on one or two meals in the morning, right? So being aware of some kind of structure throughout the day will create a great deal of food nutrient awareness and help you to make informed decisions on your food choices for the long term. So we're super pumped to be here talking about a more how-to topic today in macro breakdown and how to kind of meal prep and plan ahead so that you can get the whole big picture of flexible dieting and how to make it work for you and how to make it easier on yourself. Um, Usually when we get clients, quite a few of them, even though they're very intrigued by the idea of flexible dieting or if it fits your macros and they like the idea that they can eat a lot of different foods and you know, they read a lot of things about it. So it's fun and exciting, but a lot of times, I don't, I don't know a percent, maybe more than 50 want us to write them a meal plan because mm-hmm. they kind of go back to their old beliefs of like, well, if you're going to diet, you have to have a meal plan, right? I need to be told what to eat. So they want like a specific meal plan with foods listed out and, you know, they want to know how to do this for them. But I guess the part they don't realize that we're trying to help them avoid is that becomes very unsustainable again. So what we will do is help them understand how to prep and plan and think ahead to a macro breakdown to be able to hit their macros with somewhat, you know, good accuracy daily. So that's what we're here to talk about today. Now we help with like creating structure. It helps. I mean, structure can help and also get in a routine mm-hmm. makes a big deal. So meal plans it aren't they're very unsustainable uh, but you know there's times we give like sample ideas and plans but like it's not specific to um, making them eat certain foods Mm -hmm. and restricting so one thing that's really hard at least I don't know Leanne what do you think is one of the hardest of the three macronutrients to hit so of carbs protein fat most people when they come to us even those that feel they're eating a lot of this macronutrient really aren't and that is protein, protein it's very difficult for people far. to hit it every day so if you're just starting out and you're 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 having a hard time well first off if you've been tracking stuff and realizing okay your protein's probably really low you want to take things in steps and start things from the the, the ground up build from the ground up and so protein is usually the one that is lacked the most so definitely trying to get protein up is uh, a key to um, initially getting hitting your macros and so it's an important macronutrient that's really really lacked and so carbs and fats are definitely easier to hit mm-hmm. for sure because usually people really like the, the, the carbs and fats obviously. and they're like quicker foods usually to prepare like cooking yeah. meat and planning all that like yeah. takes time or protein sources so so the only way for you to be really successful with flexible dieting and hitting your hitting your numbers is just doing it yeah. And so you don't if you have this glamorous meal plan ahead of time, it might help with seeing the structure, but you're not actually going to learn it until you actually do it. Mm-hmm. And so by just trying to figure out where you're at initially, then you can ch- change and mold things as you go. So like that's what we do with our coaching is we'll see somebody eating, you know, these specific foods and certain amounts and then helping them help guide them into understanding, okay, now let's let's add this instead of this or let's try this and, and just really truly coach them into how to do this properly mm-hmm. it seems that like a really um, common thing that new macro trackers do is do like what we call going on the fly 
just kind of winging it. So you like open up your MyFitnessPal and you eat your first meal of the day, whatever that is. And you don't realize, because you just don't have the perspective yet, that you've now consumed three quarters of your carb amount for the day in your first meal. So then you are looking at it throughout the day and you're like, uh, maybe this wasn't the wisest choice. So that's where we go and provide a little strategy. And um, like Tyler said, just structuring things by starting with protein and maybe aiming to hit X amount in each meal and use that as kind of the foundation or the pillar of the meal and then kind of build carbs and fats, which are easier to hit around it. Um, and so once you have, once you either self-assign your macro numbers or carbs, protein, fat for the day, or your coach does, you kind of have an idea of where you need to be. And then you can decide, um, and sometimes we help clients with this, decide what number of meals is going to be most sustainable for you. So it's like maybe three meals, four meals, five meals, talk about the timing in the middle of them to make things more optimal um, and then lay out the structure of how many carbs, protein, fat in each uh, meal. So I don't know if you want to elaborate you shoot, <laughs> So you shoot for that certain amount each meal and know and understand, okay, if let's say you have 100 grams of protein you're shooting for and you have five meals, so that's 20 grams of protein in each meal. Okay, roughly shoot for, obviously if you're higher or lower one meal, then, or if you're higher in one meal, then go a little bit lower the next or um, you know, vice versa. It depends on, also too, it depends on your day. If you're deciding, hey, I need to go out with the boys tonight or go out on a date or whatever, you have to plan ahead. And we'll go that go into that here in a second. But um, just providing structure, just like what Leanne said, helps uh, a lot by knowing um, how much you're shooting for each meal. So one thing that we really strongly suggest, and I think Leanne would agree with this, and this happens a lot, where people will eat throughout the day and not track everything until later on yes, at night that is at, at the end of the day. Yeah. You're never going to remember how much you ate or what you ate at specific times. It just doesn't work. Or you'll see people that will track and enter stuff in days later. <laughs> you're like, it's like three days yeah. later, like, Oh, I still have to enter it in. I wrote it all down, but I entered it in. Okay. If you're writing it down by hand, yeah. why not just enter it in the app? Right then. There, right then. So yeah, very I, few people are successful very, yes. with that method. So we recommend <clears throat> doing a couple things where enter your entire day in for plan out your meals and enter stuff in ahead of time the day before. That can be a huge strategy yes. for people. And that, that'll help create the structure that we're just talking about and knowing, okay, if, if you, um, as you're putting stuff in, you're like, hey, I don't want this type of fruit. I want a different type of fruit or I want, I don't know, a different protein source or whatever it is. But then you feel more confident going into the day, knowing mm -hmm. that you have everything planned out and prepped ahead of time. That's a huge confidence booster. Yeah, that helps a lot of people's brain, that strategy right there. Just knowing that they can, I think for a lot of people who are like quote unquote like foodies or whatever, they really can be successful with that method of entering their entire day the day before because then they're also like when you're busy with work your kids or schedules or whatever it's like you're packing it all and or setting it all aside and you people are very very successful with that strategy because it just creates um just that adherence that your small goals here you know with each meal and it's all planned out and that's it so yeah i think that's a huge one that really helps people a lot so then as you get used to that and you're doing a good job with that now as you get busier now when you're tracking kind of on the fly, mm -hmm. okay, you're still shooting for those macros each meal roughly. You have an idea of where you're at, how many meals you're having, and your total macros for the day. Now when you enter stuff in and track it, if you enter it before you actually eat it, 
it's definitely a lot more success. It creates more success overall compared to tracking it after you eat it. Yes. So if you have if you're at lunch and you eat the food and then you track it later, ninety percent of the time, if not more, people will say, "I didn't know there was that much fat in that." Yeah. Or and I didn't be know. Too far ahead. Yes. Or, yeah. Now they're like over their fats or like close to. They're crushing their numbers. Mm-hmm. So enter it in before you actually eat it because it you'll see okay I have this much left and then you'll be able to plan like pre and post workout things like that and that actually we'll dive into that a little bit pre and post workout I wouldn't stress and worry about pre and post workout as much like you know using more carbs or protein or fat around the meal around pre and post workout if you're just starting out because just focus on trying to create that structure like what we just said. And then later on, as you get better at it, then you can plan pre and post workout a little bit more and provide more carbs around your meals, mm-hmm. like we talked about last episode. Yes, and another just quick thing: what we what we personally do not advocate is like um, just eating, I guess, willy nilly across the day, like snacking and things like that. That's another thing that can be a huge pitfall for people. And again, we're kind of laying out what we do to structure. But people that snack tend to have a really difficult time, not only hunger-wise, but yeah, but staying on track because again, it's that thing of, wow, I didn't realize I'm now at like 90% of my carbs because I had this small snack in between my meal or whatever. It's also can be less optimal for losing body fat and things like that. So that's something that we advocate people steer away from and it is a hard habit to break but once you get this structure in play and set some like smart goals that are very measurable and it it feels good i think for people when they you know each meal they're successful and they know they've stayed on track and stuff like that totally i totally agree and um it with the snacking too, a lot of people forget how much they had or snack, or a lot of people don't even track handfuls the handfuls or yeah they don't track their snacks and so if you if you're eating of snacks, uh, let's say 100 calories a day mm-hmm. that you're just not tracking, that's 700 calories a week that you're adding. It's tough. And you, if you're, that's a hindrance to your progress, then that's something you need to really dig into and look at. Yeah. And structure those snacks into your, your structured meals. And plus, the hunger. People try and they think, uh, I'm trying to stay ahead of hunger. They'll tell themselves, I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to be hungry. So I'm going to just continue to snack all day thinking they're staying ahead of hunger. But really, it's causing a lot of problems where it's creating more hunger. It's all disjointed. It's all and your disjointed. blood sugars yes. like all over the place. And the bottom line too is, is if you're hung, like if you're dieting and you're in a deficit, you have you will be hungry. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can avoid hunger. Yeah, that's another big thing we hear. Where even no matter how well you structure your meals, um, even if you're putting these tips in play that we're talking about hunger is if it's gonna happen where that's how our bodies are and the way that physiologically they respond is to make us hungry and a lot of it is based on what you were doing in the past so any new structure you put into play just realize you're not doing it wrong if you do get hungry it's part of the process and you gotta stick it out that the focus on hunger if the more you focus on hunger the more hungry you're gonna be True. That and too. <laughs> so by structuring your meals, let's say you tr- structure four meals a day by having enough protein in each meal, it's your hunger is going to go down a lot, and your body adjusts to that. I guess we can kind of just touch on more advanced tracking um, concepts. Another thing that comes with flexible dieting that a lot of people want to incorporate or they've heard they can incorporate is like eating out and things like that. And we are completely honest with people where too much eating out typically 
pro- provides bad results. It just does because it's too inaccurate. No matter how many strategies you're putting in play and no matter how um, consistent you are with like structuring your day to accommodate eating out or whatever, like if it gets to be too frequent, most likely you're not going to make amazing progress because it almost falls along the lines of like snacking where it's like you don't know the exact amounts you're kind of taking a stab at things so it's just a lot less strategic however there are ways to plan it into your day and it is something where flexible dining is unique and that um, things like that can be incorporated with some success so i don't know if tyler wants to kind of elaborate on how to do that the eating out stuff it will eventually catch up to you like if you're if you're overweight and you can get away with eating you know picking better choices off the menu and that's if if you ate out every single meal at first it might be okay where you might get some lose results weight, and lose yeah. weight because you're naturally in a deficit instead of picking the um double uh, cheeseburger the double cheeseburger at at McDonald's if you're still going through McDonald's and you pick a salad obviously you're going to you're picking better choices and you're eating out but eventually it's going to catch up to you where it's still too loose it's mm-hmm. still not accurate tracking where um it's eventually progress is going to be hindered quite a bit so you definitely have to change your frequency of eating out and flexible dieting this is a bad bad thing that flexible dieting has been given a bad name to that if you're they think of this as a way of okay now i can eat out all i want Mm -hmm. and as long as i'm hitting my macros or think that i'm hitting my macros it should be working it should be working so it doesn't mean you can go eat at filiberto's every meal And knowing that or thinking that I'm picking, picking and choosing whatever I want in my fitness pal to make it work or fit my macros Yeah, that it's not going to work. No, it doesn't. It does not work where if you're, if you're, you're, if you're picking and choosing the one that looks the best in, in my fitness pal or whatever tracking app you use, the worst, it doesn't mean it's real. Just because you're tracking a certain way does not mean your body's tracking the certain way because that's the bottom line is your body is really picking and choosing the most accurate uh, macronutrients it of knows. all. It knows you can't everything. Pick it out. You cannot you cannot fool your body at all. But the best way if you are going to eat out, obviously there are some you can make wiser choices with eating out when you do have to incorporate it by finding places that have online menus and things like that and obviously like we talked about with the structuring the goal would be to know where you're going in advance and have an understanding of what food item you're going to pick so that you can kind of create a buffer for that meal and and or reduce you know carbs and fats from the meals earlier in the day or after you know so that you're fitting that within your day more accurately and optimally however you still we really highly advocate because of what Tyler was saying Um, you can't know what's exactly in your meal for the most part where they're putting more oil in the pan or uh, the nutrition facts that were listed used uh, 11 inch tortilla and they actually now switch providers to a 13 inch and you have no idea so just keep in mind that like some of those things are going to be off no matter how tightly you think you're planning or whatever so tracking it with like a 20 percent um you know, buffer can be a really good strategy as well. Like if you're going to enter, if you use my fitness pal or a app like that, you can put like 1.25 or 1.2 or do a little overestimating to create a buffer. If you're really trying to be honest with your results, that can be excellent and realize too, that like your macros might not be perfect that day. 
Um, but this is very big picture where you can incorporate it here and there if you're being honest and factoring in you know what you can do and structuring meals around it. Awesome. There, I want to tell a little bit of a quick story about, about something like that where um, <laughs> with eating out in relation to trying to lose or make progress. So I had a client once that ate out every single meal, but the way he ordered it, and that's something you want to definitely order, and this is all the stuff that we're giving is something we taught him um, over the years of doing this. And so he planned ahead. He would eat out, but he would order things a specific way, and he would enter in my fitness pal thinking he was on point with his macros every single day. And I'm like, you're eating out too much because he started stay, like getting, he stalled for a while and he wasn't making as much progress. And he's like, I'm doing everything, man. I'm, I'm hitting my macros. I'm doing, I'm on point. I'm like, no, you're eating out too much. He's like, yeah, but I order it a certain way. I get like the plain chicken breast and I get like veggies on the side. I'm like, you're still eating out way too much. <laughs> yeah. You got to change something. And the intake you're at is just too low for us to go lower. So... What we did was, um, and we're friends with this person, and so um, Nicole genuinely, my wife, um, was, we offered him, actually I offered on, threw my wife under the bus with this (laughs) accidentally, but, accidentally, accidentally, but she followed through and she did this, she was amazing, so she she prepped their meals, everything, as if like it was a pre-meal prep service for three weeks, Okay, and I said, just do this and follow everything we give you for three weeks. It, it was all cooked and, and we made it ourselves for them and it, to avoid the eating out. And he literally lost seven pounds the first week because <laughs> so he crazy. didn't eat out at all. And it was the same macros. We did not change anything. Where would was, he eat? Do you remember? He'd eat like Chipotle. Oh, he'd that's go like a terrible restaurants. One. Yes. He'd eat Man. subs, he'd go, I mean, he was everywhere, but Man. he'd order a specific way, but he truly thought he was hitting these numbers. Like, I'm like, you know, you're accurate. overeating. It, it's just, that's just the way it is. So we, we plan everything for him. Not that we don't do that kind of service, <laughs> but we just, they were friends and I wanted to prove a point that this person ate out all the time. And so, um, after that, it gave him a completely new perspective on, um, eating out and what that really, what that really is. And so then the, the entire rest of his prep, he ended up making all his meals after that himself. And he made so much more progress because of that. And actually, we increased his food because he was dropping so fast. And um, it, yeah, when that happens, when you're more accurate, your food intake goes up. Your numbers, your assigned yeah, macros so people think, go oh, up. Yeah. So they think, I'm eating more. But really, you're not. You're just matching what you were doing before. Yeah. But more controlled. So planning ahead makes a huge difference. So like if you are going on a date or something like this, this is one thing we get. Uh, we get a lot of questions on how to do this. So to, to plan and budget your stuff uh, throughout the day to allow yourself to have more in one meal. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're going on a date or if you're going um, out with the friends and boys or family, whatever it may be, try and find out where you're going first. You know, Find out what restaurant it is. Look it up on the menu. This takes a little bit of effort and plan that meal out so that you know what you're ordering when you go okay put it in my fitness pal whatever app you're doing then plan the rest of the day around that meal that's a great strategy so that you will feel so good because the thing is you need to be present with whatever you're doing you know what if it's on a date with your wife or girlfriend boyfriend husband whatever it may be you want to be present with them you don't want to be pulling up your phone and trying to track everything on the fly Plan it out. That way, the rest of the day, you can plan out, and then you're a lot more successful when you go in and execute. 
the more you plan out ahead, the more you're going to have fun with it, the more you're going to feel successful coming out of it. And that goes for other things as well. Elena brought up a great topic of just like, if you're a person that knows you're going to come home from work and want like wine or a beer or like chocolate or something like that, put it into your app at the beginning of the day and be accurate with it and honest with yourself, knowing you're probably not going to avoid it. So budget it in and structure your meals around that so that you can be successful and keep things sustainable for you. That's like what the beauty of this approach is. It's This is really like budgeting your money in yeah. a sense. And if you budget your money really well, it's the same concept. You got a plan. Yes. It really does. You have to... People think that this is just some magical thing with that you can just all of a sudden just enter stuff in into an app and now you're good. Magically. You have to plan. It does not matter what diet approach you do. Plan, plan, plan and have a, a, an optimal or plan of attack in some way. And just one thing big picture wise based off what Tyler said, when it feels, you know, a lot. some people say like, I can't do that. This is too much. This is too daunting. I can't do that or I can't plan it out. Can't enter things in my phone. They, some people do have tons of excuses, but what they don't realize is that what makes this approach different and the meaning of doing all that is so that down the road, you can let all of that go, but you're looking at foods and nutrition and your meals differently forever. So you're going to have an understanding of like, you know, what you're eating and the choices you're making when you're present in the process of planning and structuring your meals and hitting your macros and being accurate. You're looking at those portions five years down the road and you're never in the same place you were, you know, 10 years ago when you thought I have to cut out all carbs. You just look at the carbs and you know, I should have this much here and this much there, but the stress of putting it in the app, etc., is gone. So when you think it's daunting, realize we forget as adults, we're still learning and we still can learn and kids do this type of thing every day, but we will all want it to be easy and fast and magical and done and you know, it's easy, but you are learning as you're doing this and that's the whole purpose of this method of eating and stuff like that. So structuring and planning and budgeting the food though it can seem taxing is really really beneficial yes and kind of the point of all, all this the, in the first place all this tedious stuff that you do initially it's it can create a lot of uh mind-boggling things where it's annoying as hell yeah it feels it's a crazy. pain in the ass just being straight up but it is so beneficial in the end all the stuff you're learning it's just like when you learn a new job or mm-hmm. learn a new habit habit thing or if you have a, a newborn kid, now you're creating new things in your life that, yes, probably suck. Yeah, it takes time. But it takes time. <laughs> but you're eventually, it's like second nature. Mm-hmm. It really becomes easy uh, down the road once you get into it and put effort into it. It's a pretty cool thing. So what are some things that you can do to optimize the extra, or minimize the extra calories like when you eat out? Oh, tips for like, yeah, eating out and stuff. So the main culprits, again, we've talked about in podcasts previous, um, is fats can be a huge culprit of calories adding up quickly because they're far more, um, they carry more weight calorically. They're nine calories per gram as opposed to four calories per gram for carbs and protein. So you have to realize when you're ordering a salad and think, thinking you're doing it like a favor for yourself, but yet they they served it to you with that little fancy ladle of like ranch dressing and it's like a small boat and you dump it all on there. <laughs> like that had like a bazillion calories because the fat in dressings add up so fast. So 
don't fall victim to thinking like just because this thing looks quote unquote healthy or like clean, salads are like the, the worst, worst on the menu always yeah because like a lot of the things they add to make it more palatable yes. and usually realize restaurants in the interest of turning a profit and having returned customers don't care about the health as much as they care about it tasting delicious so fats make food taste good so they're going to add everything to the salad that makes it delicious and though you perceive it to be healthy it's probably going to be far worse for you macro wise than like a chicken sandwich that has a bun but the bun's carbs so you're all freaked out so maybe just yeah but then that bun probably has a plethora of butter on it oh, too. could so could yeah like you have to look at all these little stuff and the thing is you have to ask the server to make these changes for you specifically too you don't look at it as like i'm an inconvenience or i'm an annoyance i'm not going to ask them to 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 steam my my vegetables and not add butter and make it the certain way that they normally do yeah or asking hey i don't want any seasoning on not that you have to be super plain but like some people can't have seasonings or things like that Uh, like my wife can't have seasonings on a lot of her food because she has allergies um so asking for no butter or asking for um dressing on the side or things like that like you're not being annoying they're you're paying them yeah you're gonna tip it's them a service and you're yeah like yeah. you're gonna they're gonna do, do it the worst thing they'll say is no and then you find something else but 99 percent of the time they're gonna try and accommodate totally so just ask yeah so like the oils and butters and dressings are obviously a huge culprit cheese is another one that has really high fat realize nuts though people perceive they're super healthy have super high fats um, things like that and don't be confused by the fact that if something has carbs it's not necessarily bad you might be able to tailor your carb choices by um, either sometimes like if you know how many carbs you have in the day a bun or something like that ordered without dressings and butter might be better than even like a really huge potato with like a side of another vegetable that is more starchy or something it could be so just Make educated choices and don't just perceive like I'm ordering the healthy thing and that's good enough. Um, It can be misleading at times. Now, another thing too is uh, when it comes down to planning, just in general. Now, you can, we can talk all day about different planning tips and strategies and how to do things, but really the, the bottom line comes down to executing the actual thing. True. Because when we're in different situations of, and a lot of people like will eat and do things based off reward how they feel, they're in the middle of temptation. So if you're around an external environment that there's other people around you trying to influence you to give in to your diet or give in or just this won't hurt you just this one time, if you're like giving in to what people are guilting you trying to do, it really makes a huge difference. I mean, you have to execute. That's Mm -hmm. really the bottom line too is executing all this planning. It's that self-control muscle flexing it. Hundred percent. Like I, we've we've helped so many clients, and we've gone through hours of strategizing with people, and then we find out that they literally did not do any of it that we just planned out together because they gave into temptation. They just felt a certain way, and they're a lot more relaxed in the environment they're they're at, and it just. I, if I'm going to order food, then I'm not going to order a salad. If I'm going to spend money, I'm going to spend money on a burger and fries or yeah. everyone else is eating the burger and fries and whatever they want. And now I'm eating the salad. That just looks awkward. Yeah. It so, really comes down to, yeah, yeah like. Don't, don't feel guilty. Like, mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to be part of them to make them happy. Like, mm-hmm. worry about yourself. 
you have to make yourself I would, happy. I would say too, like those that there's two different mindsets. It's never a bad thing to ask questions. And this is just obviously from like a coaching perspective. A lot of times people ask questions and they truly want the answer and they are going to incorporate what you say into their approach. But a lot of times people are in two different mindsets of those that do a lot, ask a lot of questions surrounding weekend activities, a lot of times are wanting this huge strategy and plan. And it's because they're almost trying to get you to say something that's going to match what they're already thinking they're going to do. So you're laying, you're spinning your wheels, trying to lay out this amazing strategy to help them navigate all this, which comes down to bottom line, self-control. Um, and they don't execute it. And a lot of times those that don't ask questions because their mindset is already so fixed on, it doesn't matter what the world throw, threw at me. If it was like the most delicious wine or the, the fanciest dinner, they've already decided in their brain, I am going to adhere and stay on track no matter what it takes. So a lot of times it's just really, truly, not a lot of times, always it's mindset. It comes down to mindset and totally. what you've decided you're going to do going in. Totally. And now like new people will ask us questions, uh, new clients will ask us all these questions on how to do it. And yeah, we it's literally, not that. Yeah. We, we, we will help them strategize and plan. And really they just have to get build the confidence of knowing how to do it. Mm -hmm. But really like what Leanne just said, the decision knowing that they're going in because they want results and they really want to make a change because all this stuff, even, even while you're dieting down, like you get busy. People like get busy all the time situations come up social situations weekend parties especially in the summer like things always are going on and you can't just try and be successful during the dieting phase mm -hmm. you have to try and create a new habitual thing for the rest of your life because people don't don't really think long term and so just because you're you continually give in now you're going to continue to give in all the time if that's the case if you don't make a change mm -hmm. and if that's holding you back then you got to start deciding like if the how bad do you want it? Like it <laughs> sounds really, it sounds it? really intense, but really it just comes down to that, the execution of it. You can plan all day long, but if you don't execute, it's not, you're not going to get the results. So true. So you don't have to be like a hundred percent perfect. Still big picture. You're still going to be a human being and give in to some things, but yeah, look big picture. Mm -hmm. The more big picture, big picture you look, the better the outcome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today on Macro Hack Radio. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and hit that subscribe button so that way you can be updated whenever we publish a new episode. We hope to see you next time here on Macro Hack Radio. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram on at the Flexible Dieting, at Mamsert, and at TMT Nutrition to see what we are up to on the daily. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.